0: While the blacksmith worked with iron, the whitesmith worked with metals such as tin and pewter. Because of their lighter color, the artisan was known as a whitesmith. There was a very important part of the blacksmith shop that is missing from our whitesmith shop. Do you see what it is? If you send the forge or fire, you're right. The whitesmith doesn't need a forge because the whitesmith doesn't need to heat these softer metals to work with them. As you look around the room, you'll see many items made by the tinsmith. Among them are cups, plates, lanterns, and buckets. Because tin was a soft metal, it was also easy to decorate. Design and patterns could be punched into the tin using a hammer and nail. Tin could also be crimped and scalloped to create pretty designs. In some cases, two pieces must be soldered together. Soldering is a process of joining two or more metal pieces by melting a filler to join them together. As you may suspect, the trades you have learned about today could be difficult to learn. Many young men learned their trades from their fathers. Others served as an apprentice to a craftsperson. Between the ages of 10 and 15, a young person could choose to stop going to school and learn to trade. Apprentices began as assistants who performed simple jobs such as sweeping the floor. A typical apprenticeship lasted between four and seven years depending on the type of trade they were learning. As time went on, the apprentice was taught more difficult tasks and skills. In exchange for their training, the apprentice worked without being paid. They were, however, provided with food, clothing, and shelter by the master craftsman. Some trades today still learn in this way. Many trade schools require students to complete an apprenticeship. Other jobs have internships where a student learns from a person who is more experienced. Did you ever have a student teacher at school? This is the same idea.